So look at your neighbor, tell them welcome. Welcome. And ask them, how have you been? <laughs> ask them, how have you been, neighbor? You know, it's been a while. Wale ambao wamepotea karibuni tena. Okay. It's good to see you guys. So let's talk about winning life uh, battles decisively. The battles of life. Decisively. So I'm going to give you notes today. The battles of life. So last week we were able to go through 2 Chronicles 20:1 to 28. We went through Joshua chapter 2 and we also went through Ephesians 6, 10 and 18. Though we didn't have time to now, uh, uh, we discussed it, yes, and there were presentations, and I think they were good, and, and people really worked hard. Uh, but because I didn't manage to teach, uh, so I decided, let me teach today the same topic, you know, winning life, life's battles decisively. I may not uh, go back to the texts, uh, but you can check them, the biblical texts in Yatulisoma. Second Chronicles was about uh, King Jehoshaphat, right? And the way they fought, they didn't really fight, but the way they sang and the, their enemies were scattered. And so the, the enemy turned against one another and destroyed one another such that Jehoshaphat and the Israelites did not have to take up any, uh, any sword. Now, life is a battle. From the moment you're born, to the day you die, you are in a battlefield. That's why babies cry when they are born. They don't come out laughing. I'm happy to be here, yo. All this up, yo. For us, for us to know that Ndoya Kohai, Analia, Yaya Kilia, and Ajo Mengia Komashida, you know, from where he was, you know, very warm, very nice, very safe. They come into life, Kona na Chapo na Baridi, Kidoka Kidoka me Chapo na Light in Ata Elevi. Life is a battle. And, and we, this battle comes from the moment that you are born. Even right now, in this room, as you are seated, you are experiencing a battle in your own life. Right now, even as I teach, you are experiencing a battle in your mind. You are experiencing a battle from your past. You are experiencing a battle that will come. You are expectant of fighting. Now, the problem that we have is that we have been trained to be at peace. We have been told that everything is okay. Okay, by motivational speakers. Everything will be fine. Just sleep and rest and take care of yourself. Will align, everything will work. But if you, if you sleep, rest, do you think everything will align? The battle will come to you. 
There is a someone it is you can stereotypically preach ama ni jealous I can't remember who ama Mike Todd one of those fancy fancy preachers Stephen <laughs> 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 fancy fancy I mean Mike Todd na Steve Steve Attic like they are they are just fancy fancy preachers you know call, yo 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 and, and they are getting to people they are getting uh, their congregation and and the, he called the sermon when the battle chooses you okay So I was talking about what do you do when the battle chooses you the battle finds you where will you go in peace where will you come relax to and then the battle has come what do you do all right life is a battle job chapter 7 verse 1 according to hoffman's translation hoffman is a translation in a bible it says that the life of man upon earth is warfare the life of man upon earth is warfare in other words everything that you do in this world must involve some form of battle you want to get a job you must battle for that job you want to keep your job you must battle to keep that job you want to get an increase an increase in your salary you must battle to get an increase you will not sit back and and people uko jua fikiria oh huyu ni mzuri sana you have to show that you actually deserve it you want to marry and be happily married you must fight for that marriage are we together you must battle for it you want to have a wonderful fulfilling relationship you must battle for it in other words everything you do in this life there will be some form of conflict everything you want to serve in church and to become a very productive in church then you must be ready for battles and conflict because they will come you want success you must prepare for battle and conflict because the path to success is 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 filled with battles and conflicts and battles and conflicts till you get to the top nothing comes easy even your own salvation our own salvation for us to be born again for us to make it to heaven jesus had to battle for us okay at the cross so life andika hii point life is an endless battle and conflict life is an endless battle and conflict <laughs> <laughs> that is it, it is basically life and and what i don't want people to have especially sisi believers is the concept that we don't have to fight for anything in actual fact you have to fight for everything even your own breath to take your own breath it's a battle you have to fight to be able to breathe okay there are people in hospitals right? they are fighting for life they have a big, bigger battle Now when I talk about battle uh, what what you have to get is I'm talking about battle the difference between the battle a battle and a war okay is that a war is a grand thing it is a big thing kama world war 1 or world war 2 now there is a war but in this war there are battles okay so these battles make the war All right so there is a battle between kama uh, sasa uh, when you study history kuna what he called the battle the battle of stalingrad ilikuwa russia when the germans thought they could take over russia and they marched into russia only to meet uh, winter 
Okay, right General Winter. The Russians are called General Winter. So they met winter and they were not prepared for the winter, for the cold. And so the, the German troops started freezing and dying as they tried to take this city called Stalingrad. It was named after Joseph Stalin. Okay, that's a battle within the Great War. Alright? And so when I talk about battles, this is the battles. Every day you wake up, you're battling to wake up. You're battling to go to work. You're battling to get into a matatu. You're battling to get a proper seat. You're battling to get to the office. You're battling your bosses because you don't know what they are thinking. You're battling clients because you want clients to buy whatever it is that you're selling. In the evening you go back, same process, you're in a battle. But then there is now the war, the grand war. The end of it all is either you succeed or you make heaven your home. That is the war. That is the when you win that war, then you are good to go. But to win that war, you must win the battles. Everyday battles. Everyday battles. For you to say I'm married 40 years. Do you know how many battles you fought for you to say now we can celebrate 40 years or, or our jubilee, the year of 50 years of marriage? It's a battle. You've battled every day. You've battled reasons to quit. You've battled your wife or your husband. You've battled, you've battled even your kids, but you are there. You've battled your mind. You've battled your spirit to make it there. Okay? Now, the, the, the thing is this. For us to be able to overcome in these battles, we must have staying power. Staying power in a battle. Okay? Seasons. Life is lived in seasons. <laughs> Someone said, that the men come in sizes. Okay? And life comes in seasons. Now, the season you are at, you will not be in that season uh, for the rest of your life. Whether it is a season of plenty or a season of lack, you will not be there for the rest of your life. Okay? If it is a season of lack, the battle has come to you, and you better wake up and fight like you've never fought so that you come out of that season. Then you get into a season of plenty. And when you get into a season of plenty, you must fight to stay in that season of plenty. <laughs> okay? It's not as though I'm a place where I rest or watch and relax. No, in fact, uh, there's someone who told me that, George, in this life, you run as fast as the dog that is chasing you. In this life. You wake up early in the morning based on the bills that are chasing you. Or you sleep more because you don't have bills to pay. Betty Charlo. Uh, or, or this other guy, what's his name? Jalango. They say their motivation is poverty. <laughs> what motivates them to do what they do is poverty. Because they don't want to be poor. Now, if your goal is not to be poor, then you must battle everything in life till you are not poor. Are we together? For example, if you want to become a spiritual giant, a spiritual giant doesn't mean that now you have the largest church. No, but you want to become a spiritual giant recognized in the heavens and in the spiritual world that when you show up, demons flee. Then you must stay in the battlefield on your knees 
every day till you become that spiritual giant. Life is an endless battle and conflict. And I came across a quote that says, life is a battle, not a playing ground. Life is a warfare, not a fanfare. And life is a boot camp, not a summer camp. You see, many of us think we came on this side of life for vacation. <laughs> to enjoy the sun and the moon. We have not been sent here on vacation. Okay? We shall have vacation in heaven. When we get to heaven, then we shall rest. But as long as you live, as long as you breathe, you cannot give the devil room. Now, the devil only takes as much ground as he is allowed to take. When you engage yourself in a, battle, in a battle with the devil, he will only take as much ground as you allow him to. So Allah I am being tormented or oppressed by demons. It's because you have given these demons ground. They have taken ground over your life. Same thing with manipulation. I cannot manipulate you unless you allow me to manipulate you. I cannot control you unless you allow me to control you. Even in relationships, you cannot be controlled. Even in your workplace. The reason why some people have so much power over you is because you have allowed them to have that much power over your life. You are in a battlefield, but you are not acknowledging or you don't know that you're in a battlefield. The moment you enter into that office in your workplace, you have entered your battleground. Not a playground. Okay? And everyone in that office is looking at you and wondering when are they going to fire this one? So that salary yangu yongezeke. Because they are assuming you get paid so much salary and it is because of you that mimi sina salary. Okay? Life is a battlefield. Everyone say battlefield. battlefield. Tell your friend you're in a battlefield though. Okay? You're in a battlefield. And that's why when we stand before God, he will give us rewards according to how we lived. Okay? Now, for you as a Christian, your battlefield is even greater. Because you're not only fighting human beings, you're also fighting spirits. So your battlefield, ama your battles, zinakamzi kiwa double or triple. There are people who hate you, because you're a Christian. And these people will fight you in the flesh. But then there are other people who hate you because you're a Christian. They will fight you in the flesh and in the spirit. They will go to witches against you. They will call your name in which doctor's homes. Your name. They try to put you in a bottle. <laughs> you know, I don't know how watch Nigerian movies, but when you watch Nigerian movies, sometimes you think it's fiction. But these things happen. People are put in a bottle. Akifanya ivi, unarugaruga mali uko. You know, like... Akipiga ivi kofi, unasikia kelele zina kwa nini yangu na shinwa nini. It is very hard for me to confront your demons for you if you cannot confront them for yourself. 
You know why I'm saying that? Because some of these demons have been allowed into people's lives by those people themselves. Have you ever experienced a deliverance time? You could deliver demons. Kwa TV, okay, I'm doing a live. That sometimes you are, you are trying to deliver someone from, a, uh, you know, from demon possession. And then the demon speaks through this person and says, we have permission to be here. Who are you? Like, tumekubalisho kuwa up. I have been in this person for 25 years. Where have you been? <laughs> so now you have to be very smart to respond because already you're in a battlefield and these demons will mark you so if you are not smart on how you handle them how you respond to them such that you overpower them they will come after you okay so you tell them uh, well i you maybe have been here 25 years jesus has been there in existence from eternity to eternity. So get out in the name of Jesus. In a talk. Battlefield. Battlefield. Now, sometimes, uh, Karibuni. So number one, what I've said, life is an endless battle and conflict. Number two, we are living on a battlefield and not a play field. We are living on a battlefield and not a play field. Okay? How many of you have ever been bullied? You've been bullied. What wait for for bonus for your son? To go to a group of schools in his, in his story. Bullied. How many of you have ever bullied someone? <laughs> well, the same people who are bullied are the same people who bullied. Okay? <laughs> they are graduated a bully. Okay? Now, how many of you were bullied and you're able to stand up against this bully? Not all the time. <laughs> you, you, you stood up against him or her and said, Not me. Okay? Now, there's this story in Ilikona Samamali. It's just, I think, high school or prison, one of the two. So the guy. Is bullied and he's told every day bring your piece of chicken to me and so the guy decides okay because I want peace not you a man of peace hallelujah man of peace so so then someone comes and says hey you why are you bullied every day so you stand up against this guy and you just fight a lafish so this guy asks hey, what does that mean like what what does it mean for me to fight will I lose my eye will I lose my nose you know and a chapa is there is a possibility, and I'm there is a possibility you may. And as a well, it's easier to pay, <laughs> it's easier to give chicken <laughs> than lose my eye or my nose. But then this guy doesn't think, what if he actually fought back and the other guy lost his eye or his or his nose? Okay, so he doesn't think in terms of winning. So he decides, oh, you know what, I will continue to pay off to pay this chicken for my peace. Now, that's what most Christians are in today's world. We allow, we pay off the devil. You know, we make a deal with him. 
or he makes a deal with us that if you don't want me to kill you, don't do one to three. And so you're like, hey, okay, come on, Ivo, me watch any, watch any we don't want to take charge we don't want to get into battlefields when you talk about spiritual warfare most people run away from church or run away from the teaching they don't really want to listen to the teaching most don't even understand the teaching and they don't they have no interest in understanding the teaching because the moment we mention spiritual warfare but then we forget spiritual warfare is about your destiny the greatest battle you will ever fight is the battle for your destiny. So, too many Christians believe it's easier to pay off the bully than learn how to defeat him. And my desire is to help you defeat the enemy. Help you defeat your enemies. Help you defeat and become conquerors. Because the Bible says we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Okay? Now, if you are not, if you don't believe it, you will remain in that position for the rest of your life. Whether it's in your career, you want to be a conqueror. Whether it is in a relationship, you want to be a conqueror. Whether it is in your church, you want to be a conqueror. Whatever. Whether it's in business, you want to be a conqueror in business. Okay? That is the call. But, what do conquerors do? Do conquerors conquer while they are sleeping? <laughs> what made Alexander the Great the Great? <laughs> Did he wake up one day and then, voila, I am Alexander the Great? Did he become Alexander the Great because he was a son of a king? No. In fact, many people don't even know the father of Alexander. They don't know his name. But they know Alexander the Great. <laughs> because he was a conqueror. He went out and conquered. He didn't sleep. He didn't stay in his house. He didn't say, oh, I don't want to trouble my life. Oh, let me relax. God will work it out. Hallelujah. Amen. God will work it out. Glory. You see, Christians were got very interesting. We really know how to push things to God. The things that we don't want to do, we push to God and say, God will work it out. But then the things we really want to do and we feel we need to do them, we don't say, God will work it. We actually say, ah, God has given me brains to do this. Because it's easier, easier stuff. Okay? But for you to run a business, for example, do you know what it takes? It means you wake up every day you go to an office that you're not sure how you'll pay at the end of the month. You knock on doors, talk to people who don't want to talk to you. Sit sometimes waiting for someone who promised to see you. You know they're in that office, but you're seated outside for three hours. You're waiting for this guy. Then the guy leaves through the back door. Then he calls you after 30 minutes and tells you he had a kutano that's business. Come tomorrow. Come tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow you do the same. You have to keep doing it until they give you business. And that's where the parable of the persistence woman comes in. That she persisted and persisted and persisted until the judge was tired of listening to her and decided I will give you whatever you want. 
Okay? That kind of persistence in the Christian circles is today's looked at like begging. True or false? Atimia won't beg. No, there is a difference between begging and persistence. Okay? Persistence is a battle. It's a battleground. Begging is a playground. Upon your fanfare, you know, summer camp, vacation, oh, this idea, oh, this idea, oh, this idea. But do you know, even begging persistently, you will get the reward. If you've ever walked in these streets and people are begging you for money, okay? And then there's this one person who is so persistent, umemombia hauna maratano, lakina na insist, because they are not believe ukonayo. Do you know what finally you do? So that he gets away from you, you give whatever you, you have. 10 bob, 20 bob, and a kombia santi anaenda. You didn't give because you wanted to give. You just gave him your quote, okay. The guy understands that life is a battle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and if he lets you go, he may go hungry. So he has to fight. He has to battle you. He has to battle your mind, your emotions, until... He gets what he wants. But now the question is, what have you battled in this life until you got it? Or do you always run away from battles? To win them decisively. When I talk about battles, I'm talking about everything in life that you have. Everything, including battles that could kill you and battles that could bring you rewards. Okay? Everything. In life is a battlefield. Everything. Whether you are eating, drinking water, you're in a battlefield. Like unakaga tu rada, tu ukotu rada, ukorada. Okay? That's why you don't drink water when you're sleeping. When you're sleeping, my face ju. Unela nyongwa. Ukufe. Unela nyongwa ukufe. So even when you eat, you are eating cautiously so that you are not choked. Are you together? Life is a battlefield. Every angle, every aspect you look at, you are in a battlefield. And if you approach life like, a, like you're approaching a battle, you will win every day. But if you approach it, come on, relax. At your God is with me. Yes, God is with you. But God is with you to give you victory because you have gotten into a battlefield. Hey, and as Kenyans are chemsha story, no chem. Let me pick him too. Kadogo, kadogo, you know, like Now, one of the things that you have to do in this battlefield is number three: identify your enemies. Identify your enemies and identify them quickly. Okay, because you cannot fight effectively unless you identify your enemies. Okay. Now, when I talk about enemies, I'm not talking about the people who really comment nini asubui. Okay. No, no, no. I'm talking about people who are actually after destroying you. You see, Kamasa in politics, say in Kenya, these guys have become real enemies. Okay. The Kenya Kwanza and the Azimio people, they have become real enemies against one another. They are trying everything to sabotage one another. Okay? They are accusing each other of things we have never heard before. 
such that they are trying to create uh, uh, images or perceptions. It's propaganda. Okay? Bringing out propaganda against one another to a point it's not true. But they are enemies. They have identified this is the enemy. We must stone him. We must fight him with everything we have. Identify your enemy before your enemy identifies you. Because there is nothing as dangerous as being in a battle that you don't know you are in. People are fighting you, but you don't know. People are making comments on the table, but you are not aware that they are fighting you. Okay? Now, how do you identify these enemies? You must learn how to smoke them out. Okay? And how do you smoke them out? By doing some things very exceptionally well. Sometimes dress very nicely. Okay? Dress very nice. Like dress to kill. You know, madam, dress to kill. Like so, so beautiful, so brilliant, that you will elicit some jealousy from some quarter. So you're doing that in, with a plan. A battle plan. It's a battle plan. Then listen to the comments of what people are saying. Okay? Out of that, you will smoke your enemies. You will know who is against you. By what they say, what they don't say, what they comment. Sometimes do something really nice. Okay? And people are usually, people usually respond to jealousy more quickly than to genuine praise. If you understand human beings and how human beings operate, then you will be able to smoke out the enemies. Once you smoke them, once you know them and you have them in your, in your sight, declare war inwardly. Okay? Declare war. Now, for us as Christians, we pray against these things. We pray against envy, jealousy, declare war. Are we together? And begin to fight against these people or these things that have become your enemy. Okay? Now, another way of identifying your enemies is to identify the things that stop you from doing what you are meant to do. Because your enemies will not only be people. There are some habits that are also your enemy. But you have them. So you realize this habit that I have is an enemy. And because of this habit, I will never attain my goals. I will never attain my success. Sleeping too much, for example, is a, an enemy habit. Getting late for meetings because you overslept, that's a bad habit. And that's an enemy. And it is an enemy that has declared war on you. But wewe, unasema tu omina jaribigi, manzi try to be on time. But the things that are making you get late are not worthy things. Are you together? Th these are very simple things. So identify your enemies. Write down, say, whatever it is you consider as an enemy. It could be people. It could be your career. Uh, maybe your career is an enemy to you based on where you want to go. Whatever, it could be the government. <laughs> Whichever way, identify your enemies and then declare war on those 
enemies. Okay? If, it's, if you're a man and the girls are the ones that really distract you, those are your enemies. If you're a lady and the jamas really distract you, those are your enemies. Wanakumaliza. And, and let me say this, if you find yourself with money, and every time you have money, you are thinking of how you can take a girl somewhere, uh, Mombasa, ama Nakuru, wherever, ama Vasha, you know, you are your own enemy. Kupamoja? Atukupamoja? Awewepotea. The, the devil has declared battle against your finances but wewe unaona tu ni playground ah twende raha twende raha twende raha then by the time you're turning 50 you have nothing to show for your life you have no investments you have no money in the bank account and you're old you don't have a home so either urudi kwenye geshagi kama una geshagi ungangane tu kuna na raia wengine tukamoja but when you look at your youth, you had money, you wasted it with other people. That is a battleground. And that is a battleground that has defeated many people. And many people are still stuck on that battle. In their 50s, in their 60s, they are still stuck in their battles. Okay? Identify your enemies and then declare war. Okay? So define the battles that you're facing. You see, like Jehoshaphat, when we read, uh, when we read the book 2 uh, uh, Chronicles, chapter 20, Jehoshaphat, these guys come against him. They come and, be, and, and create uh, what they call a siege against the, the, the city. And Jehoshaphat cries to God and asks God, what, you know, what do we do? And then God gives direction. And, and so they begin to give thanks. They give, begin to praise. They begin to worship him. And in their praise and in their worship, the Lord sends confusion in the enemy's camp. And the enemy begins to rise against one another. By the time Akina Jehoshaphat are getting to the battleground, the battle is already won. Okay? So they just collect the, 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 the plunder and they go home. And that is what it means when we say the battle is the Lord's. It doesn't mean you sleep and you relax and now, oh, God will take care of it. No, you do what Jehoshaphat did. You wage war in the spirit. Because when they praised, when they gave thanks, when they went singing, they were giving praise, they were fighting in the spirit. What brought down the wall of Jericho? Was it the shout? Was it the seven-day praises? Okay? Because they went round and round and round for seven days. And on the seventh day, they went round seven times. And then they gave a mighty shout, and the walls of Jericho collapsed. But there was one lady, and it's a very interesting story, because that lady was a prostitute. Come, we saw Joshua chapter 2. The lady was called Rahab. She was a prostitute. In other words, she owned a brothel. And you see, that's what now... <laughs> So she was a master prostitute, not just a prostitute, she owned prostitutes, okay? And, and, and when she saw these spies, for some reason, 
the Bible says that she perceived they were from God. In other words, though she was a prostitute, though she was an outcast, because prostitutes in that culture were outcasts, she still discerned, she still had the heart of God, and she had heard stories about Israel and what the God of Israel was doing. Now, this is something else that we have to understand. In those old days, people never had te television to watch, and they never had radios to listen to. So people listen to the stories that are going on, okay? And so, women loved to tell tales in those days of their heroes. And so Rahab, Appa, in, in Jericho, she must have had tales by the girls. The girls when you were prostitution, they must have spoken about Israel and the mighty army and how great this Israel is. So by the time the spies are coming and Rehab identifies them as the Israelites, she knew our city is gone because of the tales she had had. And so she hides them. And the soldiers come. And they, they ask, where have you seen these men? Blah, 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 blah. So the funny thing is, the soldiers don't really search seriously in that, in that brothel. They don't really get into the, into the real search. Okay? Because the guys are hidden there. So we don't know what happened. Maybe the girls stood at the door to distract these soldiers so that the soldiers are not able to get into search for these spies. Are we together? But what we know is that the spies wakarilizua through a basket at night waka escape. But they made a vow. And Rahab told them, please, promise me, you will spare me and my family. This is a prostitute. Mm, smart one. Negotiating for her life. <laughs> now the most interesting thing is that Jericho collapses and the entire city, all the walls collapse. Everything in Jericho collapses except where the house of Rehab was. It is the only thing that remains standing in Jericho. Tell your friend, Battlefield, though. Battlefield. Rahab understood that this is a battle and if I don't negotiate early I will also die so she persisted and negotiated until her life was spared and the funny thing is Rahab becomes the great grandmother of King David King David the one who Jesus will be born so the prostitute is in the lineage of Jesus Christ. Battlegrounds. <laughs> no one will give you anything in life. You must ask for it. You must sometimes fight for it. You want business, you must go for the business. You want that girl to accept you? Hallelujah, Majama. Hallelujah. You must go for her. And all the ladies said, <laughs> You must go for her. You must speak your mind. You want to get the number? You must ask for the number. Stop sitting there uh, hoping see at any notice. <laughs> notice. No, ask for the number. Once you have the number, call the number. 
Ha 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 once you, have, once you call the number, invite her and, and go for a date. Are you together? Do you want me to Now, the, the, the greatest battle you will face is the battle of your past. Battle with your past. Okay? Now, battling against the past, this is the one thing that really weighs people down your past okay battle against the past what most what most often weighs you down and brings you misery is the past whether your past was good or bad now if you had a bad past then it has become your lifelong battle to overcome that bad past if you had a bad experience growing up it has become your lifelong battle to try and overcome that bad experience. If you had a wonderful past where you succeeded and you are doing great, and suddenly you are no longer as successful as you are, now it has become a lifelong battle for you to try and regain the past successes. <coughs> so whether you succeeded or you failed, if you are not careful with your past, it will drag you down again. Success is as good as yesterday. If you succeeded yesterday, <laughs> that's gone. Okay? If you look back and you live your life on past success, you will only have the dust of history to your name. Nothing else. So succeed. Celebrate. When the following day comes, strive again to succeed again. Stop living in the past. Now look at your friend, tell them, the past is gone. The past is gone. Tell the other one, the past is gone. The past is gone. Ask them, do you believe? Do you believe what I'm telling you? The past is gone. Because it's a thing. Now, it's easier said than done. When I say uh, the past is gone, it's easier said than done. If you lost your mom when you were young, and then you went to a family, uh, maybe your aunties or your uncles, they mistreated you, and so you had to move out of your home at a very early age, and now you had to struggle because of moving out of your home. Uh, you had no family protection, so you had to really struggle through it all. Okay? And so to this day, you still blame your mom for dying, or your dad for living, or your uncles or aunties for mistreating you. So you're still there. Whatever you do now, you want to do so that you can prove a point to them. You prove to them, I succeeded. You want to study very highly, you know, higher education, to prove to them, I succeeded. You want to make money so that you can prove to them, I succeeded. Again, now that is your past driving you. It can be a very wonderful motivator, by the way. Right? It can be a beautiful motivation to actually achieve great things. But you must wage war against the past and force yourself to react to the present moment. You must wage war against the past. You must wage war against your mind to overcome that past. 
and create a new future. Create a new place for yourself. You must, tell your friend, you must consciously wage war against the past and force yourself to react to the present moment. Tell them, be ruthless on yourself. Be ruthless. You know, when we talk about uh, ruthlessness, many of us really don't like um, being hard on ourselves. We love soft things, soft life, you know? Soft life. relationship But for anything to work in your life, you must work on you. For anything to work on your life, you must work on you. Now, a failed relationship is not about the other person. A failed business is not about the other person. Anything that fails is not about the other person. It's about you. And therefore, you must work on yourself ruthlessly. You must chisel yourself to the fine image that you desire for your life. You must take whatever, is, uh, whatever needs to be cut off, you must cut it off. Whoever needs to be kicked out of your life must be kicked out. Because this life is not a playground, my friends. This is a battlefield. And at the end of it all, we will stand before God because of this battlefield. And we will say, I won this battle, and I won this battle, but I lost this battle, and I lost this battle. But at the end of it all, I won the war. Or, you will say, I lost this battle, and I lost this battle, and I lost this battle, and I lost this battle. And at the end of it all, I lost the war. You lost everything because you are not willing to be ruthless on yourself, to cut off relationships that need to be cut off, to make ruthless decisions about yourself that need to be made. To say, I will not do this, anything, this one more thing, one more time, again, I am done. And you know when you say you are done, the battle intensifies. Because then tomorrow it comes with double. But you've got to take to stand your ground and battle it even more until you won that battle. You win that battle. And you keep moving. Moving. In other words, you must win these battles decisively. Everyone said decisively. Decisively. It's not trial and error. It's not, oh, let me try to see Kamanta win Leo. No, 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 no. When you win it, you win it. You move to the next thing. When the battle comes again, you remind the battle, I won this battle. When you study battles, uh, you know, there's this book called, uh, called uh, the, the what? Yes, and two. The Art of War. You study the Art of War, and it gives strategies on how to wage warfare and you see these strategies may be physical they may be very real on the ground but you look at them spiritually and you begin to realize oh this is the same things same strategies that we can implement even in our own lives like when when someone begins to understand the environment of the battlefield okay Sansu gives one of the one of the keys as understanding the environment or the terrain in which you're getting yourself into battle 
once you understand the terrain that you are in, even spiritually, then you're able to know, I will win this battle, I need to engage in this battle, or to walk away from this whole thing. Terrain, okay? Now, number six, keep your presence of mind. This is number five, number six. Keep your presence of mind. When you're in a battlefield, in the heat of battle, the mind tends to lose its balance. So it's vital to keep your presence of mind, maintaining your mental powers, whatever the circumstances. You know what? Work under pressure. Hallelujah. Work under pressure, under pressure, then you lose your mind. The hardest thing that you'll ever had, uh, ever experience in any battlefield is to keep a straight mind in the battlefield. It's very difficult. You know, uh, you know Steve Jobs? Steve Jobs had a way of detaching himself from the reality of life. When things became so hard, he had a way of detaching such that he would look at situations and issues as if he was not part of them. And for some funny reason, they would not affect them. Even when he, gave, uh, when he got this, uh, this kid, he was able to det detach from that child. Later on in life is when they reconciled, and he had no emotion. Like he detached. In a serious, like the guy was just crazy on another level of detachment. But that is how he maintained his mind. That's how he maintained his focus. Even when they fired him from Apple, I think in 1984, uh, 84 or 86, and they didn't, they didn't want him, so they fired him. And suddenly the guy was broke. From, a, a billion, from being a billionaire by the time he was 30 years, to being broke. And, and so he, he detached himself from the pain of being fired, the pain of losing his baby, Apple. He detached himself from it, removed himself from that situation. And because of that, he was able to create Pixar. You know Pixar? In Altaga movies, P-I-X-A-R. And so he began to create Pixar. And, and he developed this whole thing that brought in millions of dollars uh, and, and created this concept of toys. Uh, this movie that used to call Toy Factory. Okay? So they created that with, with his friend. And they, it sold billions. Kidogo, Kidogo he, began, he begins to su succeed again. <laughs> because he learned that in the midst of a battle, you have to keep your mind. You have to maintain uh, sobriety, soberness in your mind. You have to be very sober. If you are to be creative and win these battles, when you lose your job, for example, what happens to people? When you lose your job, people panic. When they into an anxiety phase, an anxiety rhythm, that takes uh, this rhythm takes you over and takes you round and round and round you get to a point where you have ups and downs moments of sadness moments of joy moments of peace moments of anger because you've lost your job yet at that time the most important thing that you can do for yourself is keep your presence of mind keep your mind alert detach yourself from that loss when, when people lose a relationship what happens they get into this swirl of of p 
pain and anguish and bitterness and they go round and round and in fact the therapist tell you it is okay to feel the pain and I'm like what do you mean it's okay to feel the pain I don't have to feel it I embrace the pain no I don't have to the detach the detach now remember the next point you are your own worst enemy you are your own worst enemy there's this little book I want to recommend, As a Man Thinketh, by James Allen. I read that kabuki, Tambo. It was written in the 1800s, but it's still very, it's a small book, you can get it free on the websites. Uh, I, I don't know about hard copies, As a Man Thinketh. And this guy, there's a point he says, have you met the enemy? Okay? And then so I when I was young, I didn't know what that meant until I read it and I was like, oh my God. So you're saying, the enemy is you. You are the greatest enemy to your destiny. You are the greatest threat to your success. The greatest threat is not out there. It's not the devil. It is not God. It is not people. It is not environments. It is you. A ship never sinks if there is no water inside it. And no water gets into a ship unless someone puts the water in the ship. Okay? You cannot sink unless you have allowed someone to put water into your sink, into your, into your ship and sink. Now, battlefield, when you're fighting battlefield, you only win battles that you believe you can win. You win battles that you think you can win. But you will never win anything that you never saw yourself winning. If you get into state house, okay, you will only perform, president, to the best of your ability, to say to the best of ability, but you will only perform as you saw yourself perform. In other words, you will only get to state house if you saw yourself get to state house in other words you will even conceive the idea of getting to state house because I am saying it now <laughs> battlefield now let me talk to the people who are quiet you know in, in some very serious meetings quiet in opportunity, opportune times that you need to speak and be heard and then you are quiet. You come out, relax too, me relax. Don't be quiet. Tell your friend, don't be quiet. In fact, present yourself as the only option that those guys have. Present yourself as the only option that can be listened to. You are not there to care about the other people. Are we together? Hey, me pastor, okay? So me, I care about other people. As for you. You are not a pastor. Unless we eat well. That's the only pastor. <laughs> so for you to thrive in your world, in the marketplace, you've got to do things for yourself and fight it. Battle for it. Ugeo kwa environment, watu wanaongea, kuna masiyo, maybe kuna managers, okay? Don't be the one who is they are quiet, no one really knows what you do. No, be the loudest. Okay? Be the loudest, make jokes, talk to people. 
you know, give yourself as, a, as an option. So that the next time they think of someone who can talk. Ah, ule jamana joku ongea sana, pigia ya anakuja. So you establish yourself. Hello. Tell your friend, win the battle decisively. Win the battle decisively. Tell the other one, win the battle decisively, yo. Do you know Peter was a Kierere guy? You know Peter? Peter the Apostle, the disciple. He was a Kierere. He was always like, Mbele Mbele. Kujitokeza, eh, ni mimi. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. My name is Pete. What eh? Inagama Peter wote ni Vierere. <laughs> what? <laughs> and you know they, they push for the agenda. And and this is what I want to say. If you don't push for your agenda, how will we know that you even have an agenda? You get? If you come to cross generation, how do you expect me to know that you are gifted in a certain area? Then point, pick. Yes, the Lord has said so. Now, two years. You don't know when God will speak. three years, opportunities You must present yourself. Okay? You must I'm really trying to find another way of saying the same thing. <laughs> you must come out of your comfort zone. You must go on and take this life. Take it by the horns. Take it. Because it is your life. Stop sitting back and waiting. Begin to see a, a, a vision. Begin to see yourself. If you're working in an organization, if in that organization, if that organization is where God has placed you, where do you want to be? What position do you want to be in that organization in the next four years? Then begin to push towards that. This is a battlefield. No one will give you anything. You have to fight for it. Now, it is okay to dream about the future, but also engage with the present. Okay? It's okay to dream, but don't forget you are in the present and your battlefield is right now not tomorrow right now we are all in a battlefield okay now last point place yourself on what we call a death ground death ground okay it's a it's a word it's a strategy word a battle word a battle word where your back is against the wall and you have to fight like hell to get out alive Place yourself on death ground. Now, death ground is a situation come up. There is an offer of a house that is being sold 3.5 million. And the deposit is 10%. And you already have the 10%, which is 350K. And then they say you can pay the rest in one year installments. Between you and riches, or you and poverty, you only have 350K. <laughs> so, what do you do? 
to place yourself on death ground, you go to those guys and you put in the 10% deposit. You have put yourself on death ground. If you don't pay the remaining 90% within the time, you may lose your house and lose your 350k. So guess what people do? They fight like hell. And in one year, they pay. People do that. It's a death ground situation. You say, you know what? I really need this thing. And so, nitaweka hii pesa. And then, nianza kungangana sasa. Watu wanangangana. Uki wanaka watu kutai, wanatembewa kijongelesha. Jamana chapae sabu, wanafaa kuamereizi 3 million na kitu. Na mebakisha 3 months. Na huu na mlete ujinga. My friend. Anatembea tu hivi tu. Jamana jongelesha tu hivi. The guy is battling things that you cannot see. Okay? When you see them take photos of Mephrai Sana smiling, it is because they know the journey has not been easy. This is a funny thing. Once you do that, the first time you do it, it's like a drug. You become addicted. You are, now you start taking more risks, more risks, death ground. Napoleon Bonaparte, you know Napoleon? The father of France, the father of uh, the Fra uh, France, uh, French Republic. Mnajua Napoleon? Ay, kai. Mnajua hii class yangu, do you know Napoleon? Do you know Napoleon? Oh? Yes. Hey. Do you know Napoleon is the second most studied person after Jesus Christ? Napoleon and his battle strategies and all that. Now this guy, he was a short man and one time he sends his army to go and conquer a certain island. I think it was those sides of Japan. And, and so the army goes, fights, fights, fights. Uh, you know those days are going to be easy ships. Those ships, they are because they were rowed by, by slaves. But that time I don't think the slaves, the soldiers. So they went with their ships that island placed their ships on the on the bank of the of the of the nini the beach walked into the island fought and fought and fought then they retreated because the guys on the island were too tough wakachukua ships wakarudi kwa napoleon akawambia ah we've been defeated we, we haven't managed to take the island and napoleon the word impossible to him never existed <laughs> so he tells them no 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 go back Impossible is not in my dictionary. Go back till you win. So they go back. They fight again. They fight. They fight. And then they realize, oh, we are being defeated again. So they run back to their ships, run back to Napoleon. And Napoleon looks at them and he doesn't understand how are these guys losing. So he says, go back again. And so they go back. Then he follows them. Once they have packed their ships on the, on the beach and they get into the war, Napoleon bombs their ships, all of them, <laughs> and then leaves. So the guys fight, 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 and they realize, oh, we are losing. So they run back to where? Their ships, only to find all their ships have been burned. There's no escape. The only thing is not to fight for survival. So they go back, they fight, and they take the island. And Napoleon says, I knew you could do it. 
So the question I have for you guys is this. What ships do you need to burn for you to take the island? What do you need to kill? What death ground situation do you need to put yourself in such that it moves you to achieve whatever dreams you have? Okay? When you talk about spiritual battles, you see, uh, I, I've been seeing a lot of Nigerians and, and spiritual battles battling with demons, demonic spirits. Okay? This is real. It exists. It happens. If you haven't fought one, maybe you will fight. But let me just tell you how to fight just in case. Okay? I will not share stories with you so that people are able to sleep tonight. So I won't tell you my stories and demons and all that. But what I'll say is this. There's so much, there so much Nigerian stuff that is going around that is not right in terms of fighting easy vitu. So people are saying, oh, take oil, oil, just some rituals. And I tell people, Jesus Christ already won the battle at the cross. The blood of Jesus Christ is enough to win every battle. You just declare the blood of Jesus Christ is in this room. The blood of Jesus Christ is upon me. I fight you demons by the blood of Jesus. Are we together? That's what you declare. The blood of Jesus. You see now people are saying, oh, bring your offerings to the altar. Okay? And, and once you bring your offering to the altar, you leave it there. Then your battles will be won. Now, if that is how you win battles, then what did Jesus do at the cross? Because in my understanding, in my view, the cross is the ultimate altar. Our church pulpits are not altars. The cross of Jesus Christ and the blood of Jesus is the ultimate altar. Now, try this on Monday morning when you wake up and go to the office. First, try getting there earlier than everyone else. Okay? Then... When you get there, pray over that office and plead the blood of Jesus wherever you are. And then do that for a week and tell me what you will see. Okay? You see, people have been hating you. They will start loving you. Powers that have been operating in your, in your office will begin to be broken. People who have been loving you will start hating you, some of them. Because now, but you go in, plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon your life, upon yourself, upon your office. That as long as you're in that environment, the blood of Jesus is supreme. As long as you're in that church, the blood of Jesus is supreme. As long as you're in that family, the blood of Jesus is supreme. Are we together? That is how you win spiritual battles. The rest, ni movies. The rest, oh, siju chukua chupatano, panga hizo chupa, alafu weke mafuta yenye metaramke hivi kama stairs, you know, like, then uzipange vizuri ziteramke. No, that's witchcraft. The blood of Jesus Christ is enough to win every battle for you decisively. Any area of your life that you are struggling, tell, command, use the blood of Jesus in that area. Okay? If the blood of Jesus is powerful enough to give us a ticket to heaven, why do you think it's not powerful enough to defeat every, to defeat every enemy in your life? The blood of Jesus. Nothing else. All these other stories, the story too. 
let us sacrifice bring an bring a sacrifice bring an offering no jesus christ died therefore he is my offering jesus christ died therefore he is my sacrifice are we together so i don't have to give any other sacrifice i don't have to give any other offering for me to win any other battle because once that blood of jesus christ is active in my life i win my battles all my battles are we together you guys will meet pastors who will tell you uh, you want to overcome biashara shida biashara let offering your 100000 when you encounter that kind of a pastor call me are we together Mita kuambia mimi nitakuombea free. Ukitaka kunibariki na 100,000 sitakataa. Bana kuombea free. Okay. pamoja. Na kuombea free. Free free free. Nothing. I will charge you nothing. Maybe the only kitu natumia ni credit yako kunipigia simu. But that's it. You have plans in your life that you want to, you know, maandika maybe life plan and you want it blessed okay bring it i will bless it for you for free are we together i will not ask for any coin if you feel nimekuwa mzuri sana unibariki fine itabariki pia whatever you give me i will also bless it but i will never ask you to come and attach a seed you know how we say attach a seed or attach an offering it's due to a prayer request no if I do that, what, what do I mean? What, what am I saying about the cross? What am I saying about Jesus Christ? What am I saying about what he did at the cross? Are <laughs> together? Okay? Battlefield, spiritual battlefield is the most misunderstood area in Christianity. Spiritual battles. Okay? Mafundisha about winning the battles of life. The next time we will talk about spiritual battles and how to win them because the blood of Jesus yani if you understand the if we all in church understood the simplicity of the gospel the simplicity doesn't this thing is too simple people want it complicated tell them no this gospel is too simple are you facing depression by the blood of Jesus Christ, I rebuke depression from my mind in Jesus' name. Gone. You don't have to come. Mwagile mafta anointing oil. Ukunyushwe kidogo. Upanguzwe uso nayo. Uoge nayo migu. Ndiyo depression yende. Havu chukwe alone. Havu chukwe seed. Waki ukilipeka alone. I am giving you, if I do that, I'm giving you more depression than the one you have. So don't be victims. Are we together? Yeah. Don't say you have not been told. Because now, it is not biblical. Anointing oil, be very careful. About his anointing, because the truth is anointing oil. When you want to say, Israel, why is it that Israel, you know, Israel, ini mafute metoka Israel, you know, come on, kujapa, the same brethren, I went to Israel, Nikona mafuta Israel, 
and I know very well ijatoka Israel imetoka hapa hapa <laughs> river road kirenyaga road mena uko nikaipika nikaitengeneza ngeitengeneza na kuja even if imetoka Israel what power does it have Israeli Israel tu ya kawaida hii mafuta iko na power gani Jesus did his work and when he did it he said what it is finished it is what finished it is finished so now we wrestle not against flesh and but against powers and principalities okay we overcome them by the blood of Jesus Christ by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony that is how we overcome ee battlefield yote that is how we overcome it's not doing some crazy things not jumping jumping up and down no by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony that is how we shall overcome okay amen any questions so when you go to pray tonight you go to wage warfare for your life fight by the blood of Jesus Christ your life is stagnant and stagnated by the blood of Jesus declare that by the blood of Jesus the stagnation in my life has come to an end declare okay declare so i'm giving you i've given you skills to fight for your life to fight for your destiny to fight it for yourselves If there are any spirits any whatever that are trying to claim you uh, fight them and respond to them by the blood of Jesus Christ let the blood of Jesus respond to them if there are witches that have gone to call your name and they are calling na wanaasha mamioto huko tell them may the blood of Jesus answer them through those fires wakikuita waseme wanajibua na the blood of Jesus mpaka the witch anauliza mwenye amekupeleka huko mwenye amepeleka jina yako na wewe unataka nikufe wewe hii ni majina gani unaleta hapa do you know do you know they chase people away you know that ayai hao watu wangu jo real life stories mseo anakupeleka anapeleka jina yako kwa mchawi wewe ni prayer warrior. Mchai anaita jina yako. Anajibiwa na moto. Okay? Fire responds. The witch kicks this person out. Get out. Don't bring me such names. <laughs> Because I'm a shindoa. So the person who is taking you to a witch begins to fear you. Because even their witches cannot touch you. In fact, the witch wants them. Ukitaka amani, wachana na huyo. <laughs> That's the kind of battlefield that I want to have. Amen. Amen. Any questions? All right. <clears throat>